Welcome back to Nomics Grand Adventure, where I play some of the games out of my Steam library, which I have left to collect dust. Today's game that I'm reviewing is Slay the Spire. It was published by a company called Megacrit. Currently has about 69,000 reviews on Steam at all 97% positive, which is pretty incredible. It's uh, definitely a good rating. So Slay the Spire is a roguelike card builder game. First, we're going to sit here and talk a little bit about the characters. There's four of them all together. There's the Ironclad, the Silent, the Defect, and the Watcher. Basically, the way to get the characters is you have to complete a run, win or lose, with the previous character. So you start off with the Ironclad. After you win or lose with him, you unlock the Silent and so forth and so on. With these characters, they each kind of have their own special traits. They each have their own starting HP, their own starting gold amounts, but they also have their own starting relic, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on, but it's a, it's a powerful boost, basically. So, like, the Ironclad starts with a relic that gives him HP after every battle. Uh, the Silent allows them to draw more cards at the very beginning of a battle. The Defect gives them a little floating orb that does attacks. And the Watcher, I uh, don't really remember what the Watcher does, <laughs> to be completely honest. I haven't really played too much of the Watcher. So with those characters, you basically climb the spire uh, through different floors and choose options and things like that as you're climbing it to get to the heart of the spire and try to slay it. Each floor basically has a different option that you can do. So there, there's five different types of events that you can encounter on floors. Uh, you can do battle with elites or regular mobs. It's kind of a random one. There's there's different mobs for each floor. You kind of start to learn which ones are on which floor as you play a lot. There's also the campsite where you can rest and upgrade your cards and some other things that you have to unlock later on. There's also the shop where you encounter a merchant who lets you buy some relics or some cards or potions. There's also a treasure room that you can encounter that will give you uh, more relics or gold. And then there's also the random event, which basically gives you one of those other options, or it'll actually allow you to have some dialogue where you have to choose what you want to do. And you can gain some really powerful stuff that way or lose HP. So let's talk about battles. Your battles aren't too different than a standard card game. Basically, you draw five cards at the beginning of it. You can have more depending upon your relics. But then you use mana, or energy points in this case, to use those cards. So, for example, a basic attack in this game is called Strike. And you use one energy point to use it. And so you start with three energy. Use one for Strike, or one for Defend, which gives you that block to uh, block enemy damage. And that's basically about it. There's not a whole lot to the combat. It's turn-based. Yeah, you make your choices, and then it'll play out <laughs> uh, as you're making those choices, as you're using your cards, and it's all about what cards to use when you can. There's cards that'll give you energy to use more cards. There's cards that'll discard your hand, draw new cards. It's not a whole lot different than a standard card game. As If you've ever played Magic the Gathering or the, anything along those sorts, there's not a whole lot of variety here. So if you've ever played a card game, you've played similar to this. Now, once your turn's over, the enemies will make their choices, uh, which usually will make attacks or defenses or debuffs on you, or even a buff, I guess, on themselves. It, it really depends on the enemy. 
you'll notice that some enemies do the same thing pretty much every time you encounter them. So it's kind of easy to predict. Not to mention you can see what they're going to do above their head. So if they're going to attack, there's a little red sword that shows up above their head for how much damage they're going to do to you. So it's really not hard to kind of predict. It's just mostly making sacrifices, making attacks when you should, you know, you're sacrificing your, your defenses and taking that damage because you can only get health back so many different ways in this game. So it's, you want it to try to survive, but you also need to kill your enemies. So it's really a strategy on when to play your cards and how to play them, right? If you do lose a lot of HP, you could always rest at a campsite when you get to one. Now, the resting option gives you about 25%, maybe 30% of your HP back. And I didn't really count it, <laughs> but it'll tell you roughly how much it is when you hover over it. And instead of resting, you could also upgrade your cards at a campsite. Sometimes upgrades for cards will reduce the, the energy cost or the increase the damage or the duration of a buff that you do later on you could unlock something called lifting or digging at a rest site and when you unlock lifting it basically allows you to have strength at, at a battle so you can lift up to like three times i think one per rest and as you gain strength every time you're in, in the next battle it'll actually increase the damage that you do otherwise you can also dig and find new relics inside of uh, at a resting site so you can add to your, your assortment of relics, which again are powerful. They can do a lot of different things. That's kind of where the tactics are here. Not only when to play cards and things like that, but how to use your relics correctly or make use of them. But you can only choose to do one thing at the campsite. So if you need your HP back, you need to rest. You rest, you can't upgrade your card, you can't lift, you can't dig. So it, it comes down to really making the proper choice. Again, that's what this game's all about. It's about trying to make the choices to get up the spire, to slay the little beast, <laughs> the, the heart of the spire. So another thing you can do when you are choosing your path, you can encounter a merchant, which as you kill enemies in the game or do different dialogue options, you'll gain gold. And this gold you can spend at this merchant. Basically, you can... Buy relics for a pretty hefty price. They usually range somewhere around 150 to 400 gold. I think for every battle you do, you get about 10 gold. So you can see how it kind of costs quite a bit. Or you can also buy cards to add to your deck. Or you can also buy potions, which do an assortment of things. They can do buffs such as strength or dexterity, which adds to your block. Or they can also do things like duplicating your card so if you play a card you can actually duplicate it and play it twice for the same cost so potions can come in handy quite a bit it's one of those things where you got to choose how to play them as well and you do, you're not always guaranteed a potion after every battle or you can buy them at the merchant but again it's it's entirely up to how you kind of rng uh, how much luck you have on that besides potions and cards you can actually remove cards too which sometimes you'll encounter what they call curses in this game which basically is something that you'll you'll usually make a trade for, and it'll add a card that's either a debuff or a damage or just kind of takes up when your card draws into your deck. So you might draw a card that just sits there and says it's a wound or whatnot, but it doesn't do anything. It just takes up one of the five cards that you draw for your turn. So you can actually pay to remove those cards using some of your gold too, which the cost of that actually increases. So it starts, I think, somewhere around 50 gold or 75 gold. 
and then it'll keep on increasing every time you use that. I actually find that I don't tend to use that. I typically suffer whatever cards I have in my deck. It sometimes pays off, depending upon your setup, but I don't tend to use that because I usually use the gold for relics or potions. Then you'll encounter treasure rooms, which usually have a relic, some gold, maybe a potion or two, but usually the relics are kind of the key to get here. It gives you one free relic. You'll encounter a treasure room every every act, as they call it. I guess I should have mentioned that. There's three acts and a fourth one that later on you unlock. But during the act is when you make your progression up the floors. And you get one treasure room per act, sometimes more through random events, but usually only just the one. And you get one relic, maybe two if you have a relic that gives you more, but again, just normally just one. And lastly, we have random events, which, for example, you might encounter a beggar who wants a particular relic that you already have, and he'll trade you some other relic that he has, and it'll let you know what he wants and what he's going to give you. So you're not making a bad decision, You can, it's not, you're not just making a, a chance decision, you can see what it's going to give you. Then sometimes you encounter dialogue options where in order to search for a relic, it costs three health. So you search for a relic and then it increases the HP that it costs every time you fail. And eventually you end up finding a relic, but at what cost? So it it's one of those things where the dialogues usually have risks to taking them. But pretty good rewards. I, I find that usually I, I search for relics because relics are very handy they seem to make or break the game for me there's times where i won't have enough relics and i won't have enough buffs or you know abilities those types of things and my cards won't survive the game for me i i still fail at boss fights other random event activities that you can encounter you might encounter a fight with regular mobs you might encounter a fight with elite mobs which is sometimes a really good thing too because sometimes they'll drop relics which is again really awesome or you might even have an option to fight uh, Act 1 boss or an Act 2 boss for in exchange for a powerful relic. The other types of events that you might encounter, you might actually encounter an additional treasure room. Or you might encounter a merchant, another shop so you can buy stuff. Hopefully you actually have gold at that point. I usually encounter those when I don't have gold, so it's kind of pointless. But yeah, that's basically the game. You climb these floors to slay the spire. Pretty, pretty self-explained. And you make choices along the way that allow you advantages or disadvantages when you come up to the boss fights. Now, I mentioned that there's technically a fourth act. This is kind of a spoiler, but it's pretty obvious when you're playing the game. As you kill the third act boss, if you don't have all the characters unlocked and you don't have everything found, I'm not going to tell you everything about that, you, you can't get to the fourth act. However, once you have the Watcher and, you're, and you beat the game with the Watcher, it'll allow you to get to the fourth act if you do things right. And it's it's obvious. It doesn't really hand it to you, but it's obvious to what you have to do. But the fourth act is the true boss and the true difficult path. There's not a whole bunch of floors to climb there. There's only three. And it, it is a difficult boss. I, I have beaten the game. When I first recorded this episode, because I've re-recorded it like two times now, when I first recorded this episode, I only had about 20 hours in the game, and I had not beat the fourth act. I didn't actually encounter the fourth act yet. However, now I'm about 40-something hours into the game, <laughs> and I've encountered the fourth act multiple times. I've beaten it with the Ironclad, the very first character that you start with. I have not beaten it with any other character, but I did a block build 
which was really awesome. Not to push anyone to trying it, but it, it is really neat. I was able to get about 700 block on my character at one point. <laughs> but uh, during that final boss fight, I, I got close to about 300 block, and I had a move that does as much damage as you have block. So I actually did 300 damage as a killing blow. He only had the the boss only had 220 something health, and I slaughtered it by using that. So it was really cool and really re- rewarding. I uh, I was pretty happy with that. Now I'm going to rate this game as I'm going to do with every game that I review, and I'm going to try my best to review it as a regular player. So if there's a game that fits a specific criteria for certain group of people, such as those who like roguelikes, I'm not going to try to review it from somebody who's a fan of a roguelike. Uh, I'm going to try to review it as just a general audience. And I, I made a a list, basically, to kind of organize my reviews. And originally, this game was going to get a 7 out of 10. At first, I didn't really understand the reasoning behind all the hype. Uh, but after putting 40 hours into it, I really do understand it now <laughs> the the game is a lot of fun it does get repetitive as most games do however that is pretty much the only real con i have played this mostly through steam link onto my phone which they actually do have it out as a phone app too which i imagine is very similar to playing it through steam link now the phone app i want to say is around 10 bucks give or take and i think that's a steal I honestly think that if you have a mobile device and you like to play on your phone, definitely pick it up for 10 bucks. It is a little buggy uh, in terms of looking at your cards in your hand because it's meant for a big screen. So when you're playing on a mobile device, you, you can't always read the descriptions the easiest, but it was a frustration that didn't bother me because I have played it on computer and I also have played it on phone. That is something that didn't really bother me at all. I find myself playing this mobile 95% of the time. But again, originally I was going to give this a 7. I honestly think that it deserves an 8 or a 9. I'm, I'm going to settle on an 8, but seriously check it out. I think that I had picked it up a long, long time ago on sale for probably 14 or 15 bucks, and it was a steal. But there's really no flaws to this game. I mean, it's the, the worst of it is repetitive. There are some frustrations, like most roguelikes can have. The RNG can be really brutal. Um, that's probably the only real negative to the gameplay. But it is polished. Uh, the reason why I'm not giving it to a, a 10, especially is because of that RNG. Just because it, it can make for a frustrating experience. And I also really didn't enjoy playing one of the characters, but you have to, to get to the final act. You have to beat every character on the standard act and i didn't like being forced into playing the character the defect because his his way of playing just doesn't work with me so for that reason and also the repetitiveness i'm gonna give it an eight i think really 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 hard eight i i didn't want to it's hard not to give it a nine <laughs> but i think eight's fair so the next game that i'll be reviewing is going to be battle brothers it's another roguelike uh, type game. I promise that's not all I play. <laughs> Although the first few episodes will probably have a couple of them. There's another one called Abandoned Ship that I I will play soon. But I do appreciate you checking this podcast out. Hopefully you'll come back in two weeks to listen to the next review. 
and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And if you do like this show and you want to give me a, a review on Apple or wherever you do listen to this, by all means, that's appreciated. This is my first time podcasting, so it's going to be a little bit of work. This is a new microphone, first time editing everything, so it's going to be a good experience. So some constructive feedback is definitely appreciated. But I, I definitely appreciate you giving a listen to this. So I'll see you next uh, two weeks from now. Thank you. Thank you.